Yes, it's a Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. And now the hosts of Science Patrol, Rich Conroy and Pat Rooney. Hello and welcome once again to the Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. My name is Rich Conroy. With me as always reporting in from an undisclosed location is the lovely and talented Mr. Patrick Rooney. Hey everybody, how are you? I had something funny and I can't remember it. I was so mad. That's all right. That's no, all right. You want to wish right. everybody a happy 4th of July a day later? No, I do not. No, of course. Yes, absolutely. Happy 4th of July. Do you have any lot of did you have any Do you have a lot of fireworks on your uh, street? Oh god, night? I thought the whole town was going out of out of whack. There was so many going on. Oh yeah, everybody and their brother <clears throat> was shooting off fireworks. Well, I bought at Costco they sell them. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so yeah, everybody bought, just bought them. I bought sparklers, um, okay. but not not like handheld sparklers because I know that's going right into my uh, keister. If uh, right. Owen right. has that, so <laughs> he's gonna be like, "Hey, what happens if I poke somebody?" Ah! <laughs> um, but, uh, exactly, like the kind you light and they shoot like a fountain of sparks up. Okay, yeah, okay. he liked that. He enjoyed that. Uh, I tell you what, though, that was very nice. Yeah. Um, I put uh, put them in a bucket of water, like afterwards, you know, to make sure they're out. Yes. Let them soak overnight. And I poured it out this morning, and oh my God, you forget that fireworks work because of sulfur. So I had a big bucket of fart water <laughs> and I poured it out this morning. Oh. Yeah, I'm oh. sure it did not smell good. <laughs> oh, it was so awful. I was like, all right, next year, like an hour, and then I pour it out. That's fine. Oh. Yeah, you don't wait overnight. Absolutely not. <laughs> no, no, no. So I wanted to get stuff that wouldn't scare the dog. So I got like little, like just sparks, just this shot of yeah, the sparks, different cool. colors. Is Fergus afraid of the fireworks? Holy crow. Yeah. You you would have right. thought we were in Beirut with how much he was shaking. It was, he was not a happy dog. Mm-mm. Oh, you kidding me? Pepper was there like, oh, what's going on? There's yeah. noise. I, I Is that something I should be... Yeah, is that should be something I should be aware of? Can, should I go back or shall I nap? Hmm. No, nap. Fergus, Fergus is just like, I'm so terrified. Oh, geez. Oh, God, oh, man. I don't like it. It's awful. I don't like it at all. Oh, poor Fergus. Will you hold me? Hold me high. Yeah, keep holding me. That's great. Yeah, so. Yeah, so that was that. But, uh, and now back to work tomorrow. Exciting. Uh, no, not exciting. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, what are you gonna do? Hey, I had three I days get to off. Go to a construction site. Yay. Ooh, I yes, get to go to a stress test tomorrow. That's for the doctor. For oh, surgery. that's not good. Oh, well, okay. For well, my no, surgery. That's good for your surgery. Yeah. No, I, yeah. that's coming up eventually. Yeah, yeah. Well, they wanted, they were like, we got to clear you for surgery, so you have to go to a cardiologist. I'm like, okay. So okay, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I made my appointment, and I don't remember if it's at ten or ten thirty. So I have to get up and call them in the morning and go like, "What time am I supposed to be at your joint?" You know. Yeah, that might be a problem. That could be yeah. a problem if you show. Well, up I mean, at if I go at if I go at ten, then I've kind of handled it either way. Right, right. You can just kind of sit in your car for a little while. Yeah, yeah. Not good let point. You sit in the office. Good point. Forgot about that. Uh, <laughs> and it's going to be ninety degrees, so I don't want to do that. So. Right. So you might want to call ahead of time just to make yeah, sure. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, sure. All right. So let's get to what we're getting at while the getting is good. We're going to talk today about live coverage, the monster transport operation. Um, That is uh, the third episode of Ultraman Zet on July 4th. It aired on our Independence Day. Um, Very nice. And and what fireworks there was. Um, 
Storage was ordered to transport the ancient monster Gamora to an uninhabited island after construction company discovers it in a mountain. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you're sitting there going, really? This is how we're going to get monsters now? Just pick them up? Just sure. mining for them? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hey, why not? As we know, Pat, monsters are one of Japan's greatest natural resources, and they must be protected. So <laughs> they're every, you know. Oh, you got to make no. sure your natural your your, your natural uh, kaiju source is maintained and and it's sustainable. We only want to use organic, sustainable okay. monsters on the show. Of course, yeah, of course. What right. was I thinking? Of course, um, I had a uh, I had a an aside that I made the other day. And I was like, you know, for a guy who's really against police brutality like I am, I really enjoy a show where basically the space cops blow up all the bad guys. <laughs> Slight difference in size between the bad guys and the space cops. Oh, well, yeah. I no, I understand. Feet no. Yeah, that's the thing. They're, 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 you know, the Ultramen are basically space cops. Or, you know, space. they're not really space military. They're space no, they're cops. Space they're cops. they're yeah. going out. exactly. So yeah, they're going out and they and uh, just flat out judge, jury, and executioner. That's it. You're blown up <laughs> via 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 laser beams and whatnot. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's because I'm a multifaceted individual. I think of these things. So um, <laughs> so uh, Haruki heads out in Sevenger uh, to help out, but Gamora suddenly awakens, and Haruki has no choice but to stop its rampage. Of course. Yes. Uh, guest starring Vicky Lawrence. <laughs> sure, why not? So I have no, um, I have no. There's no. Uh, what's your midjigger? No notes. Uh, there's no. Uh, there's no like plot breakdown on the website. Again, it's forty-eight hours old. No, no, no I understand. It's even less than forty-eight. Well, yeah, I guess yeah. it would be. Yeah, thirty-six These guys are, or something. Can only like that. type as fast as they can type. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. But yeah. Well, so I mean, basically, go ahead. You want to start us off? I'll give it. A, um, we see Storage is trying to build a second robot, mm -hmm. but somehow needs more funding. Mm -hmm. And then, ain't it always the way? Of course, Gygar, the freezing monster, appears. Oh yeah, that's right. And then we get Sevenger fighting Gygar. And he uses his rigid core iron fist rocket. He's like okay, the headbutt monster. They both of them just smacking each other. And it was great. It was a great. It was a it's great plastic a fight. fight. It really was. It's yeah. such a silly fight. Yeah. So um, but then the, well, the iron professor. Fist, yeah, the professor guy before he launches, like, hey, the new weapon you were asked for is installed. And I love the fact that he's like, hey, can we get a shooting fist? Like, yeah, sure. <laughs> Hold on, I got that. Give yeah, me a minute. Let me write, write that down <laughs> on the clipboard. Rocket fist, all right. <laughs> and this rocket fist shoves the monster back. He explodes, but oops, you shoved him into the observatory. What is that? Yeah. No, it was a, a I got a I got a didn't put it on mute. Someone didn't put it on mute. What else is new? <laughs> Um, and then we get our intro into Ultraman Z. Then the head of storage starts yelling, you can't keep destroying property. How are we supposed to get funding if you're going to destroy everything? Because then all the money has to go to the things you just broke. <laughs> That's right. 
the angry square man is yelling. <laughs> <laughs> angry rectangular general. Exactly. <laughs> God. I can't and then think you of that see, name to save my life. Either can I. I never write that part down. I don't know why. Then you see these construction guys who are for some reason digging a tunnel. Okay, fine. Tuggle tunnels it's, must be down. Yeah, some for some reason. That's because they got to get from one place to another, Pat. No one, not everyone can afford jetpacks and helicopters. I thought this was Japan. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> anyway. Um, and it's the name of the mountain is actually Gamora Mountain, and this it's supposed to be some sort of monster. That's why we're not digging, which I right. think is very very smart. Yeah, I mean they've learned from past uh, investigate, you know, a past uh, what do you call it, infrastructure projects in Japan. Where they're like, <laughs> now we're just going to keep digging. Hey, the locals tell tales of a monster that ah, that's fine. fine. <laughs> I'm sure that's I'm sure that's a load of crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure, 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 sure. Uh-huh. But now storage is supposed to move this Gamora the next morning, obviously. Yeah. And Haruki is supposed to pilot the robot and says that his hay fever is attacking him something. Oh, it's, yeah, it's awful. very bad. Yeah, yeah. He's sneezing constantly, which mm-hmm. is great watching it during a pandemic. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, hey, nobody stop knows. sneezing. Where's your mask? Where's your distance? Come on. <laughs> I know, right? Um, oh. So then Sevenger arrives at the mountain, and you see this whole group of suits watching from the storage headquarters as they're trying to move Gamora. Right. Now, the head white guy that was there, right? Yes. The, you know, the skinny guy. Um, who speaks better Japanese than us, but still sounds a little stilted. But doesn't he remind you of um, when they, in the original 60s Ultraman, they had the agent from America who had the cowboy boots? Yep. Yep. That, I thought it was like, if that's not that dude's, if that's not that dude's kid, I'd be, <laughs> if you told me that, well, I'd be like, yeah, makes total sense. It makes sense. It makes sense. I can buy that. Makes I can absolutely like buy that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the one thing I did notice with this show. They are trying to use as many of the original Ultraman monsters as they can. Well, Gigas, we had two this episode, Gigas and and Gamora. I know. I know. I'm liking it. Yeah, I like Gigas. He's not super powerful or anything, but, uh, you know, he's... he was funny. He, he 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 died doing what he loved, breaking stuff up. So of course, of course. <laughs> so then, Sevenger goes and starts to help lift Gamora, and they used what I liked is they used actual drones mm-hmm. to try to lift the suit mm-hmm. up. Yeah. So that yeah, way, yeah. the suit would be just light enough mm-hmm. that actual drones could lift it up. Yeah, which I thought was you know very that they're well using done. cables too because there's no bloody way that suit is heavy. That suit's 150, 200 pounds, well, 150 pounds probably. The suit by itself, yeah, those things are heavy. The original I, Godzilla I suit was 30. Like two, no, the original Godzilla suit was something like 200 pounds. Oh my god, yeah, I mean, figured by now they figured out how to make them lighter if, if nothing else. I'm sure there's um. I'm sure there's like they're not 
That may, maybe they've got to be close to 100 pounds still. Latex still is not light. And there's all armature and stuff in there to make sure that everything stays, you know, that necks stay straight and heads don't go, you know. Oh so I would, assume, I would assume. I didn't even think of that. Yeah, I would assume they're probably. Uh, you know what? We're going to put that out on the, uh, we'll, we'll post that as a question on our uh, Facebook page because I'm sure somebody would know that. Yeah, yeah, that's I a fair bet point. You a nickel. Somebody um, asked that. <laughs> what do you call it? Um, um, Matt probably knows. No, I was thinking of uh, uh, Kyle from the Kaiju Cast. Has to know that. Ah, he's yeah, been sure to he Japan. Does. I'm sure he does. Uh, August Ragone probably knows that because he's. I think he's in a couple of Ultraman things. Oh, like, okay. okay. As background yelling uh, Caucasian man, <laughs> yelling white guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Also known as yelling like guy, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, Sevenger so. now can just push the monster along as the drones are carrying it. How which, great is it that they okay. are they are running cable to the back oh of Oh my god, I thought that was this instead of the batteries, this yeah. is how you keep him working for more than the three minutes is you have yeah. all these cables going. You run sure. cable like, like he has sure. his I saw Barry White concert <laughs> on YouTube once, and it was before wireless mics. So there was Barry White walking up and down with he had like kind of a long stick microphone, not quite a Gene Rayburn, but that midpoint, um, right, right, and, right. Uh, where it's like thicker. And uh, he's you know you'll never find, and he's mopping his brow and whatnot. And uh, he's walking back in, like he's walking up into the audience and stuff. And you can see just behind him is a roadie. With a giant spool of mic cable. And as Barry backs <laughs> up, he coils it. And as Barry walks out, he feeds him a bunch of slag. And it's like, this, <laughs> it's like That's great. Awesome. If I can That's find that video too. again, guys, I will put it in the show notes. But no guarantees. <laughs> it was years ago that I saw that. But it was I'm sure you can just put in Barry White Rudy. I'm sure it'll come right up. It might. It might. You never know. <laughs> But um, so yeah, that's that was great. They're like, oh, you know, seven. You got to keep feeding them cable. Now, this is the thing that even Zach noticed while he was watching this episode. Okay, these guys watching the Sevenger move the monster. Mm -hmm. Some of them are actually speaking English, and then we yes. get the Japanese translation mm -hmm. underneath. Yeah, well, there's like, the one Australian guy who was like, "Oh, that reminds me of the animes I used to watch as a kid." And then, yes. Well, the, then it's the, the guy, guy in the boots. No, no, that guy is fully American speaking. That's no, the, there's an Australian. There's an Australian. There's, Australian a, there's an Australian. Australian. But then there's a guy who I think it's the guy in the boots that actually speaks plain old American English. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. Yeah. The guy who's with him, let's call him his assistant, who's like more like the short guy who's got the comb over. You're right. Uh, twenty twenty. You guys stop doing the comb over. Just, <laughs> yeah, just let, it, let it go. You get a wig, <laughs> something to comb over. Just it's no, don't get a wig. We it's have a guy at work that never, wears a wig. It's bad, but it's never worked in the history of hair. Nobody's ever been <laughs> like, "My God, Ted, that's a healthy head of hair you've got there." Yeah, we thought you were bald in the middle. <laughs> no, and then the wind blows over. And he's like, "No," and they all point. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> God, no. That's how ball works, right? Okay. Sure, sure. Yeah. And then we see the we see Gamora actually sneeze. Right, because of the, the pollen, pollen being so bad. 
and that wakes him up. Mm -hmm. And he's obviously Gamora, the ancient monster, because right. all of these monsters have to have some sort of defining characteristic. Mm -hmm. Of course. That way you know. You know what you're up against. Um, and uh, the the fight doth beginneth. And, doth uh, beginneth. That's right. And Sevenger is uh, not cape is not is not a a real Fighter. match for no. Uh, no. for Gamora. He did a no. great job against Gigas, but uh, not uh, against Gamora. No, and we all and Gamora, as we know, is a very strong monster. And uh, he's got that whippy tail and whatnot, and doesn't take guff from anybody. Not, no. not neither man nor ultra. So, and it doesn't help when you happen to step into a canal yep. and lose your balance, yep. and then fall into a building. Right, and everybody's <laughs> like, "Oh, that wasn't good." <laughs> By the way, how great was the um, suit work in that? Like oh my the, god. The hopping on the one for like oop 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 yep, oop. Yep, yep. That was that was Fantastic. whoever's running that suit is is very skilled in that. So we, you know, have our fight. Everybody is in the building. Uh Sevenger, of course, runs out of energy in three minutes. Um, right. Right. And uh Haruki's in there like, oh I better get my get my uh my uh riser in gear and and transform. And right, but first has, we get meanwhile trans has fixated on the building with all the guys in it. Right. And the, one of the, the storage women shoots at the monster from the roof of the headquarters with what I'm going to guess is a rocket launcher, which no, doesn't do like much, a but it's a base rifle because it was like, it's machine guns. That, I mean, it annoyed the hell out of him. I'll give him that. It distracted him long enough. <laughs> but that's all it had to do was just you know. distract him. Yeah. Then we get our we get our transformation, the Alpha Edge transformation. Right. Yeah, and, it, or as they say it on the show, Alpha Edge. Yeah. <laughs> so the, I, I the let that doing, slide. I let that slide. The guy doing the English obviously is from Australia because he says <laughs> Alpha Edge. Yes. <laughs> Same guys who who dubbed Godzilla versus Biolante, and they keep talking about some weird monster named Godzilla. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But then Haruki inside the Ultra notices that he can't smell. He doesn't have the problem with his hay fever because there's no pollen while he's merged. Right. Okay. Good times. And he proceeds to to lay the beat down on Gamora. It's not completely helpful, except he notices that Yoko has. The last, the uh, original Ultraman medal, right? And he's like, right. "Oh, with that, we can." He's his strength will help us defeat um, Gamora. Absolutely, so he goes over like my dog, uh, and begs for it, basically. Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, the, the Fergus method, and uh, <laughs> you're going to need that medal. I could use that metal. I need to fight a monster. <laughs> so, um, sure enough, uh, she's like, oh, yeah, here. And she chucks it. He catches it and merges with the original Ultraman. Uh, what was it? Original Ultra? Oh, Ace and Taro. There you go. For the Beta Smash. Right. Which is the new suit, new yep. sign. Oh, yep. very, very nice. Yep. 
And I liked the new design. And everybody keeps saying he looks like Red Man. But if you ask me, he looks more like Zeus. He does look like Zeus. With the I red face. That. Yeah. Like, yeah. Got the split red face going. Fairy Ultraman Zeus. Don't know if that's intentional. Uh, Probably. I got that part yet. So. <laughs> um, now, the, the sign. Did you notice that part? Oh, where the sign falls and like hits the sign falls onto the robot, hits the bell, ding, and that's how the fight starts. And I'm sitting there going, okay, can we make this sillier, please? Can we just make it a little sillier? Yeah, I was like, thank you very much. That's delightful. That's what I'm looking for. That is what I'm looking for. Right. The monster uses fire. The ultra uses some sort of light arch, which, okay, fine, sure. Um, and then he uses his Zestium beam to destroy the monster. Sure. The Zestiest of attacks. Of course. And then you're we not find out. dead unless you're Zestium dead. Oh, God. No. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, I'll buy that one. Mm -hmm. Okay, fine. And then our general finds out that they are going to get the funding to build a new robot because by Jiminy's, the original Ultraman Zet had a real problem. Your monster never stood a chance. Yeah, your guys did really good. Like, you you know, for 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 uh, as strong as a monster as it was, like he did really great. Like he did, you know, he was able to handle. Uh, he was able to hold them off for a long time. We think you can probably build um, even a stronger robot. A robot stronger than yeah, a robot stronger than uh, Ultraman. That's. Not a great idea, but uh, <laughs> I, I think that has the potential for not goodness. <laughs> just a, but just what a, could you mean? Just something <laughs> I thought about. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought that was a that so far uh, three for three on this series. This is a fun, yeah. <coughs> oh, sorry, fun episode. Really yeah. fun episode. Three for three. I like yes. it. Um, yes. Got two original Ultraman monsters. We're getting another one next week with um, my, what's this? Telazdon. Okay. They are uh, they're very much using a lot of, and I never he was all right. I, I never thought he was like, holy crow, Telazdon's the greatest monster. I'm like, all right, fine. We he can make this suit cheap enough, I guess. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we can make the suit kind of cheap. That's great. Good, fine, yeah, whatever. Yeah. The uh, the Giga suit is um, he's a lightweight, forty meters tall, thirteen thousand tons, and um, his first appearance was Mystery Comet Typhoon, original Ultraman episode twenty five. Okay, no appearances until now. Really, second appearance ever. So needless wow. to say, new suit. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely new suit. Definitely new suit. Yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Um, but yeah, he's a reused Gaborah roar, uh, which also is a reused King Kong roar. Look at that. Oh, okay. Um, I yeah. didn't even notice. Uh, like Wu, Gigas was inspired by a Yeti, and um, he is a heavily modified Hydra suit. I don't remember who Hydra was. Um, nope. And his name, Gigas, is inspired by the term for uh, giant in Greek mythology. Okay. Yeah, how do you like that? I do like that. Oh wow! Ultraman the Hydra was the monster that uh, remember in that episode of Ultraman that basically took place on that one stretch of highway, and there was that invisible monster that was killing people because of the kid that got. Oh injured. yes, 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 yes. A, yes. A, the original 
uh, suit was the Hydra suit, like it got oh. a modified Hydra suit, which okay. doesn't look anything. That's a hell of a modification job. That's close. Like, it's like yeah. turning a it's like turning a Buick Lesabre into a Bugatti. Like <laughs> it's, it's still impressive. metal. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. So we're gonna be right back uh, after this little break with another episode of Ultraman Orb. Right after this. Okay, welcome back to the Science Patrol, your Ultraman podcast. Right now we're going to talk about um, episode 18 of Ultraman Orb. Uh, Now, I've got two titles here. Hard-boiled river and hard-boiled liver. I think the one I saw was hard-boiled liver. Neither makes sense. No, no, I didn't think it did. <laughs> and I was sitting there trying I to figure understand. out how does this make any sense. <laughs> but the problem is, river doesn't make any. Yeah, river no, doesn't make any more sense. Oh, neither of them. There's the boy. Sense. Right. Then he has to shut the door. Hey, it's just like old times. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I miss seeing him. He looks huge. The last picture I saw. He's, oh, yeah. He's gigantic. He's a monster. He's an absolute <laughs> monster. He never stops eating. He just, and I know, I, I know you know what I speak of, but yeah. Oh, no, I know. <laughs> an absolute fury of, of caloric intake. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I've got yeah. two of them. <laughs> like I feed him and then like, I'm like, okay, that he's finally stopped eating. And then half an hour later, he's like lunch. And you're like, dude, how? <laughs> exactly. I just yeah, fed where, you. Where, I, not only did I just feed you, but you went rummaging for food for like the last hour and was, and we're like grazing and picking. And yep. now you're like, yeah, but we have another 45 minutes is lunch. Right. And you're just like, oh my God. Yes. Fine. <laughs> Fine. Just leave me alone. Dear God. Yeah. Here's more food. Yeah, then I gotta make gotta cook him lunch or whatever. So Exactly. But he gets a hot lunch every day. That's that's important. Oh, there you go. There that's you important. Go. Yeah. So anyway, this is episode uh eighteen of Ultraman Orb from uh, November fifth, two thousand sixteen. Masayoshi Takasui is the director, and we have written by Daike Seito. Okay. Um, uh let me see here. Uh, Shubakawa Itetsu has been doing so well with his daughter because of work. So the SSP and his daughter decide to secretly follow him around <laughs> during work hours to check on what he's been doing recently. So, starring Carol Burnett. Sure, fine. That's good. I couldn't come up with anything. I was trying to come up with something. I was going to say Peter Falk because it's a mystery. But No, uh, you had Vicki Lawrence last time. I had to yeah. go Carol Burnett. No, that's fine. That's fine. I thought it was the, this... This one was good because it starts out like this hard-boiled. Uh, speaking of hard-boiled, like this, oh, that he's like narrating his own detective story. Like, he yeah, it early, tries to be noir. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> he's having problems with his daughter. He talks to the SSP um, in this really great in this really great scene. Uh, where he's drinking some tea with them, and they're like, "All right, relax. No, it's gonna be fine. Don't worry about it." And uh, we'll talk to her. Great. And like, smash yeah. cut to the exact same scene happening with the daughter. <laughs> she gets up and red, like, "No, no, relax. Don't worry 
relax. It's fine. Have some tea. Um, and uh, her name is uh, Tetsuko. Uh, right. And she wants it to be Catherine to further Catherine. sever her ties. Yeah. To, to further sever her ties with her father. Of uh, course. So they say, like, look, she's like, he doesn't do anything, blah, blah, blah. And I never see him, and et cetera, et cetera. I always thought he was super exciting. And um, they're like, look, we'll follow him around, and I bet you he's doing a great job. Right. He does more <laughs> than you know. Don't worry. Yeah. So meanwhile, they, uh, she initially refuses as uh, Shubakala once embarrasses her in front of a guy that she likes, and he's a street uh, street vendor. But she says, "Okay, fine." Uh, after Guy is then forcibly dragged into the mess by Jedha. yeah, basically she said, "Oh, if he's going, I'll go." Yeah. Right, right, right. And then because <laughs> Jedha thinks that Shubakala is Ultraman Orb, right, right, which is a beautiful case of mistaken identity. Um, he's never around, or he always seems to run. Somewhere every, and then orb shows time, up. Orb disappears, he shows up, and they're not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but they're like, it's like, can't doesn't somebody else do that? Can you think of anyone else who does that? Nope, anybody. nope can't think of anybody new, else. New in town? Anybody nope. who's new in town? Nobody, no, no strangers. Guy plays weird harmonica. Anything? No, no, nope, nope. like that. Okay, <laughs> so they're spying on him. They're spying on him in like these ridiculous spies. Oh, that was the best the spying they always got like one of those cool 60s um i always call them bread top hats they're like puffy on the top i don't know if there's there's a name for them i don't know what it is yeah, it doesn't uh, matter it's like a laughing hat if that makes basically sense. yeah um now she gets irritated because uh or tetsuko rather gets irritated i'm sorry catherine gets irritated uh, and her father <laughs> turns his attention on random women uh and she says he's always been a busy father with no time for her and a guy reads with the riot act like, hey, you know, sometimes hey. light shines where you can't see it. Exactly. Yeah. When the sun goes down, the light is still shining. It, like, yeah, uh, it's somewhere else. Okay. You just don't know where it is. Exactly. Now, during, during that uh, heartfelt lecture, uh, Naomi interrupts and the party goes, uh, uh, they, they, they find Shubakawa and the jewelry seller uh, fight like uh Yelling at each other in a an abandoned building? factory. Yeah, no, well, it's supposed it to be an abandoned factory. That's right. That's right. You're right. <clears throat> um, and uh, so there. And this is the guy like, that Tetsuko or or Catherine is supposed to have Catherine. a crush on because he gave her some sort of little tr necklace charm kind of deal. Yeah, I was watching it with uh, Moyen, and I was like, "Well, that's certainly not going to come up later in the episode." The big giant blue crystal. Mm -mm. No, 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 that she got for free <laughs> under suspicious circumstances. That there's no way that's Chekhov's gone now. <laughs> exactly. So um, they they uh, they see it and uh, Nomi they they kind of hide on him. They they see them fighting and uh, Tetsuko jumps through the two of them. She lashes out at her father until uh, Takahiro reveals his true colors. He is an alien and uh, his main intention is to get Slimtonium. And absorb yes. the wearer's energies to the mother stone. Some tonium is he gives it to women who want to maintain a good figure. And of the course. stones do it by draining their life energy. Of course. I, if I ever meet the person who wrote this, all high fives all day. Slimtonium. <laughs> Why the, not? The first thing I thought is. I could use some Slimtonium. That'd be great. <laughs> Except that you would die. Oh, well, you know. I was like, oh, there's always a drawback. 
<laughs> you right. an exercise? Hell no. Slintonium? Sign me up. <laughs> right. Who wants That's to do all that sweaty exercise? Uh. <laughs> so uh, he reveals himself as an uh, alien chaplet, uh scaring Tetsuko and absorbs her energies through the Slintonium necklace she wears. His right. plan is to turn humanity into a living farm and harvest their energies to of empower course. his Bemular. Well, no, this is, he has taken the energy from enough women mm -hmm. that he can now summon Bemular. Mm -hmm. He wants to obviously destroy all of humanity because, you know, why wouldn't you? Well, no, but he, he has just enough as, energy. As, as food. He right. says it's like a farm, so we're going to we're gonna feed, you know, feed the giant monster, I guess. Um, uh, and Bemular has these great new horns attached. Yes, I did yeah. like the new horns. Yeah, it was very cool. It's a good look for him. Yes, it is. You know, I, I like those those like bullhorns, and I don't remember seeing them before. But something tells me that we've seen Bumular with horns before. I think we have, but I wouldn't yeah, say for. Definite. I couldn't say where I can place it. No, no. Yeah. So then we so, get our Speciums Aperium transformation. Well, yeah. Then we, but Tetsuko has to fight, uh, or no. Um, they leave Tetsuko in the SSP's care, and Shubakawa prepares to fight the Shapley out of revenge. And then Guy arrives just in time to transform into Ultraman Orb. Right. And then they right. do the thing we love so much is they both <laughs> fight at the same time in different scales. That is fantastic. And I knew you would love that. It's I so saw great. that. I'm like, oh, this it's is great. so great. This is right up Rich's alley. And when I said, I was like, Pat, <laughs> I said, turn to Lynn. I was like, Pat, and I love this. She's like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> Like I don't get the appeal of the show. I don't. It's fine. I'm like, it's fine. You don't have to. But, yeah, she doesn't have to. No, it's fine. As long as yeah. she lets you watch it and take an hour out of your week to do this nonsense. I'm yeah, fine. exactly. That's fine. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So uh, you know they're fighting, and then Jetta is shocked. Uh, he's because he's filming the battle, and he realizes that the Chupacow and Orb are both fighting, and he's like, "Oh man, there goes that theory. What yeah. other theories can we get?" <laughs> yeah, and I love that Chupacow's gun is some sort of, I don't know, laser revolver. It's <laughs> supposed to be some sort of space gun. All of a sudden, because it basically shoots bullets. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I thought. I'm like. But he's putting bullets into it. But they, they're like laser bullets. Okay. I'm not yep. Look, I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. I'm not even disappointed. I'm, I'm confused. Flummoxed Legit is what you yeah. are. You're flummoxed. Legitimately flummoxed. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. I don't know what's going on. And I'm not afraid to admit it. That's I'm not afraid to admit it. That's fine. Um, yeah. So, uh, what do you call it? He's almost defeated by Chablet until Tetsuko loudly, loudly and shrilly uh, encourages her father. Yes, very shrill. After seeing what he is capable. Also, can I just say, supposed to be in middle school? No, she's supposed she's to be in high school. She's supposed to be in middle school, my friend. There's no middle way school. she's supposed to be in middle school. I wrote it down. Middle school. Okay. At least, at least on the Fine translation provided by the fine people at Mill Creek Entertainment on the Blu-ray. It is middle school, which I thought to myself, there's no, she's got to be the most developed kid in middle school. Like she looks yeah. like she's 23. She did look like she was in her 
late, late, late teens, <laughs> if not say early late 20s. 20s. I'm going to say, like, it's hard with Japanese girls. I don't, there's, Age is just impossible. <laughs> the wide spectrum. I don't get it. But she's not a teenager. She's not an early teenager. That's for darn sure. She's not so. a middle schooler, schooler no. at all. No. Unless she's one of those girls that developed early and, and gets teased by all the boys. Entirely possible. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so uh, the he um, Shubikawa gets um, the, the alien to stand by these flammable canisters and... Uh, he, well, you missed our transformation. We can't oh, yes, miss he, our that's transformation. Right. That's right. That's right. We become Orb Origin. Of course. And that is, uh, it's a long transformation, but it's okay because it's only the second time we've seen it. Um, I know. But you have to point out the fact that they do transform. God forbid. Oh, and there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of sword spinning showcase showdown action. Oh, oh God. I could not buy this sword just for all the different light up things that it would have right <laughs> right but i'm like then when he when he they use it in the full-size form you're like all right it's not that bad but the, yeah, the, the full-size toy, form is nice but the, the toy is one, tiny and like stubby stinky. looking it's, it's not, stinky yeah it doesn't look the uh, it's all out of wacky proportion i don't know exactly it's not what exactly. i'm looking for so uh <laughs> He gets him close to blow the alien up while Orb defeats Bemular with his Orb flame caliber. Yep. Yep. So, and then the uncle shoots his gun with his last bullet at a barrel that shockingly holds <laughs> all sorts of flammable liquid, which then blows up yep. the alien. Yep. As if you were in a video game and the one guy's hiding behind conveniently placed barrels of gas. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Wouldn't have blown up if it was a regular bullet. It just would have put a hole in it. That's why the laser bullets. Obviously. <laughs> of course. Where's the science spell? Because that's the only you way know. to explain that one. Yeah, good point. <laughs> so after the event, uh, Shubakawa reveals that he already knew what the Shapley planned all along and that he was retrieving the Slimtonium necklaces that he had given to the victims. Genius. Like, I was like, oh, wow, that's really, like, that was a cool. Cool way of well, explaining why he was talking to, why all, was talking the to all those chicks. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and uh, Tetsuko and Shubakawa get into another little fight, but they're, they're, you know, they're playing. Now they're play fighting. Right, and they right. even say, it's so nice to see people who argue out of love. And they're like, right. yeah, okay, sure, sure, sure. So meanwhile, uh, um, Guy wonders who Tetsuko is because he only knows her as Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, sure. at, yeah, at night, the uh, Chaplet is revealed to have survived the explosion somehow. Right. Um, of course. And, yeah, of course. Script armor. And uh, <laughs> he swears his vengeance, but was quickly slain by Douglas Juggler, who has a new look. Yes. Mm -hmm. This was mm -hmm. a decent episode. Yeah. Now, I, I like the... I'm going to say I like this episode. That has been below a B. No. No, I'll give you that. Yeah. I'll give you that. This has been a solid... B and above series, straight out. Yes, yes. Now, like you said, this girl, no way is she in junior high school. Not a shot. <laughs> I'm just telling you. You're telling me what they have told you? Okay, yeah, fine. Yeah, that's all I got. She's, yeah. <laughs> She's high school, if not early college. Yeah, exactly. I don't understand. You know, I don't know. I can only go with what, what I'm given, and I'm like, okay. Um, sure. 
This episode is a tribute to Ultra 7 episode uh, 19, The Human Farm. Much like the aforementioned episode, this one focuses on an alien trying to use women as living farms. Okay. Uh, an alien Bracco um, turns female chromosomes into food in that one. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. There you go. Um, and let's see. Um, and how Shubakawa defeats uh, Chaplet is based on Kotaro Higashi's final battle with alien Valky. Um, I'm not sure who that is, so we're going to click on that and see who Kotaro Higashi oh, is. Okay. He is oh, he's uh, Ultraman Taro's um, host. Person? I gotcha. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. So, I, I, I think about when you say host, it sounds like an exchange student family. <laughs> All right, let's see about... Uh, Oh, this is Empowered Bemular. Bemular. So let's see what the deal with uh, Empowered Bemular is. Uh, holy mackerel, there's a lot of... Uh, uh, I think we saw him maybe in... Nope. Ultraman Orb. Bemular Empowered. Um, no. He, he was in Taiga, but he didn't have the horns. This is maybe the first time we've seen the horns. Okay. But okay. they look good. Yeah. Oh, I love when they cut the horns off. And he was like, ah, what, dude? <laughs> <Come on. laughs> You're not yeah. supposed to do that. I need those. Yeah, this is terrible. Is that my thing? Uh, yeah, and they used it. Of course, he used, uh, um, what do you call it, orb caliber to uh, cut off the horns. Of course. Of I course. Of course. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> hard boiled river i don't understand i, I don't, don't get liver or river it no. doesn't make any sense no no Man, like i could see if they wanted to say the hard boiled life of itetsu shibakawa and they're saying liver not as in your liver but he's a liver of life and it's just a bad english translation maybe okay if they had you know what i'll buy that Hard-boiled liver, as in liver of life, yeah. maybe. But they yeah. should have really gone with something more than just liver, because all you can think right. of is the meat. Right. If you'd have called it hard-boiled life, that would have been fine. That would have been fine. Again, it's four years ago. They have uh, better translations going now. Maybe. Who knows? So, yeah. <laughs> so that was basically it. We're going to have another episode. Um, I forgot to point out what the episode uh, next time was. Um, oh, for uh, Zet, I have well, that was that is the one with uh, Talisman in it. I actually wrote this down. Uh, second robot activation. That's right. That's right. I we didn't write Windon. the one for Orb. We get Winden. Windon. Yes. Which is another capsule. Mo another capsule monster, I think, from Ultra Seven. Okay. So they're bringing back Ultra Seven capsule monsters. Um, Sounds cool. Yeah, and uh, the next episode of this one is the Demon Inside of Me. Ooh. Yeah, so good stuff coming out. I like, I like uh, it. Yeah. Oh, and I watched. Uh, I watched. Um, watched it like Friday night. I was like, hey, oh, let's okay. do this. Oh no, my! Friday goodness. night, I watched Hamilton. Yeah, I'm sure you did. Yes, that's fun. It was excellent. I'm going to tell you one thing that happens in the next episode of Ultraman Orb. Go ahead. Naomi attends a bachelorette party. That's where I'm going to leave it. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
So we get to see what a bachelorette party in Ultraman in Japan looks like. Yeah, <laughs> through the eyes of an Ultraman show. This should be sure. incredibly, incredibly enlightening. So sure. yeah. So uh, I think that's it. Oh, uh, new podcast uh, that I learned about today is called. Um, let me make sure I have it. The name proper called Clear and Vivid, and it is hosted by Alan Alda. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And he does, and it supports science and like all the and he, he has a lot of interesting people on it. Um, well, he is an interesting person himself, so I can yes, see him doing interesting things. Yes, he. Uh, the one I wanted to listen to specifically um, was the Mel Brooks and Carl Reiner episode. Oh, now I have to look this up. I yeah. definitely have to look it up. Clear it came and out like two months ago. It's real recent. Okay, it's real very recent. cool. Yeah, um, and it's a uh, oh. He, he talks with Dr. Fauci. Oh, really? Yeah. Very cool. So, yeah, so that's it. Um, so rate, review, and subscribe. And we thank you all for tuning in, as always. Uh, you know, come on our Facebook group, give us a chat, and uh, we'll say hi and whatnot. And that's about it. Yeah, we usually do write notes back if you write anything. We'll write something back. I'm on, I'm on Facebook all the time. It's, it's, it's probably it's probably an addiction. So that's not. But uh, I should probably I should probably see someone. If it wasn't for the podcast, I would probably have canceled it. But got to pimp out the show. So that's that. Um, so that's basically it. So on behalf of the Science Patrol, I'm Rich Conroy. I'm Pat Rooney. Sally Forth, you guys. Take care, everybody. Music for this podcast is provided by Terminal Sunburn. Visit terminalsunburn.bandcap.com. Post-production by Casey Kittle for Faces for Radio Productions. Visit us on the web at ultramanpodcast.com or find us on Facebook. Our email address is ultramanpodcast at gmail.com. The Science Patrol can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcasts. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Until next time, for the Science Patrol, I'm Gretchen Brooks from the Kaiju Cast. <laughs>